Vet Lunch Show. I'm joined in the studio by Dr. Liketi Makalela, who is a director of Vet Hub for Multilingual Education and Literacies, editor-in-chief of Southern African Linguistic and Applied Language Studies. He has also written a book, and his latest one is Shifting Lenses, which is Multilanguaging, Decolonization, and Education in the Global South. He is a distinguished visiting professor for City University of New York, and our very own professor as well at the Vets University. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Ligeti, for joining me here on that lunch show. Uh, thank you for thank you for um, inviting me. I'm excited to be part of this conversation, and thank you. Um, I really, I really do appreciate it because, as well, we are we are an African nation, um, and we know that. We are so diverse in our culture and our traditions, and so are we in our languages as well. Mm-hmm. In South Africa alone, we have 11 official languages, which also explains our diversity. And I think this day is very important in terms of understanding where we come from, but also the importance of having to preserve our own mother tongues, right? Mm-hmm. In my language, my grandmother always tells me, Hey, mm-hmm. which means as soon as you get to Joburg, you forget your mother tongue when you get home you can't mm. even speak your mother tongue anymore mm. because you don't it's preserve strange. your own home languages doctor that's where i want us to start the importance of understanding our mother tongues as well as preserving them all in awareness of international mother tongue day right thank you so much again uh, preserving um your mother tongue uh is essentially important is essence of who you are as a human being uh, you are born into this world and the first thing that you have to make sense of the world and of who you are you need a language language mediate um, your experience of yourself and of the world so people who don't have a mother tongue they experience identity crisis in other words all things about self-esteem your level of confidence this is a skill that uh, attribute that you need to be successful in life. Mm. In fact, it distinguishes you from other species. What we have as human beings is a language that makes us different from animals and and so on and so on. Understood. Yeah. Understood. In terms of, um, you were saying as well that language is of course a skill. Uh, I think as time goes on as well, we we adapt all these different skills, right? Right. Because of the evolution of human nature Mm -hmm. and how times go about. But while we are welcoming other skills, we tend to lose take of who we are as an African people mm-hmm. and our traditions as well as our beliefs and according to the United Nations as well I see here that at least 43% of the estimated 6,000 languages that are spoken in the world are endangered yes. what does that mean where are we going as an African nation but also just as the world mm. if we are losing tact of our own languages it means we are trapped into the idea of oneness um, and then the world is going to be such a boring place to be in and we are also facing extinction because uh, cultural biodiversity is what keeps us intact without diversity um, we we cannot survive in this world um, yeah and 40 percent of human beings in the world today are without their mother tongues which means they have lost uh, the geniuses um, 
they've lost their souls, they've lost a whole lot. And that happens to be mainly Africans. And that is a huge challenge that the world is facing. And that is associated with everything called development. Um, because you need a language to deeper uh, projections, you need a language to reflect, you need a language to raise your levels of abstraction, that called, what you call, deeper digestion of every experience that you have in life. So if you, for example, go to school in a language that you don't deeply understand, that is chaotic for you. Mm. What, what, what would you deem the importance of, um, of having us remain true to who we are in the world without being faced by um, the developments of the world and the evolution as time goes. Just, I, I'm asking this solely because as, as, as a member of the youth, it's very easy to just brush away what, what people would call um, um, preserving your, your, your cultural beliefs and all of that. And it's, it's needless to say that our generation is also the generation that's contributing to the extinction of our own mother tongues. Mm. Do you think that um, perhaps the education system has a role to play in terms of this generation losing mm. the touch with their mother tongues? Right. So when you go into the world is very important for young people to be part of the global community and it's very important for young people in the world to learn a uh, language of international communication uh, but when you go into the world you need to, to go into the world with something so you need to be contributing to the world and you need to contribute yourself into the bigger scheme of things without um, a language without a sense of who you are I find it very very difficult that you can be truly truly meaningful is about your existence in the world the education system yes i think if anything we need to do is going to be in education the reason we lose languages is because they're not used mm. it's simple if something is not growing it's dying so as from the 1800s uh, up until now african languages are used as languages of learning and teaching only for the first three years of schooling mm. Okay, so we have hot independence from 1994. We had a beautiful constitution 1996. We have got great clauses that says every child has got the right to learn in their own language where it is reasonably practicable. But we haven't put resources in place. Recently, we had, um, you know, the sauna that spoke about a whole lot of things that we need, the robotics and the... Um, and a whole lot of things that are good for the for the current century, but there isn't any Anything will about, about culture, about yes. about the languages. How much budget is going into developing African languages? At least uh, for the first six years of schooling, it's very critical, important. So, what can we do then? Because. Of course, like you're mentioning, if something is not growing, then it's dying. Yes. Right. So, which means. The education system, they have to pull up their socks. They have to stop making it something that seems like a lot of work to teach children in their own mother languages. Mm -hmm. um, but more so encourage it. Because even we as members of the youth of late, mm -hmm. when you come from a school back at home that um, was teaching your, your mother tongue as 
home language, mm-hmm. it becomes, you know, it's like yeah. this one, are you even right. going to be compatible right. in the in, in the world? Like, are you going to get hired anyway? Right. And instead we put English, that is not our mother tongue, as our home language and our very own essence of who we are and what we speak is added as a first additional or even a second right. additional mm. language. Mm. So there's also a bit of what I would term, I don't know, there's there's different classes to how this is brought to the students right. as well as the, the 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 education system on its own right yeah um yes there's a lot of myths uh that came long time ago through the colonial period it's a discourse that was sold and speakers of african languages have come to believe the myths one of those is uh, exactly what you said, which is no, you need uh, you need only one language, or you only need English, so that you can be employed. But look at our unemployment rate today. Mm. People who went to school, they have English, and they're out there because they're waiting for employment to be created for them. That's a fundamental problem because we should be far more imaginative. We should have deeper congestion of. Uh, I call it digestion of the what we learned, and we should be able to apply without fear. In other words, we should have extreme confidence in the stuff that we get at school, but we can't because the content, we put it at lower level of memory. We can get certificated, we can get the degrees, but we haven't actually become educated. Mm. That's the difference between us and other people in the global north because we are trying to imitate and copy what they do, but they're not doing what we are doing. And I, I also sometimes have a conversation with myself and wonder why do we not do it the way um, uh, the Chinese nation is doing it? You know, no. they, 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 English is like, oh, you know English? Great. But do you know how to speak your own national language? Yeah. So there's no debate that you need to learn English to use it. But uh, it's a challenge if you're using English as the language of learning and teaching. Mm. This practice is not universal mm. and is mainly happening in Africa. You All developed countries, there's no developed country in the world. Mm. A country that can develop to go to modernity through the use of a language not understood by the majority of its citizens. That's the challenge. China, Japan, uh, Korea, Italy, any country in the world, they use their languages and yet they also learn English as a subject. Mm. Why is that such a difficult thing for us here? Well, International Mother Language Day has been observed every year since February 2000 to promote linguistic as well as cultural diversity and multilingualism. And joining me in studio is Professor, our very own professor from Wits University. I'm going to keep saying this because I'm so proud, right, that we can have these conversations amongst ourselves Mm -hmm. and understand ourselves from one person to another, but to also explore areas that we wouldn't necessarily be exposed to Mm -hmm. and I'm very very much grateful for you joining me here Prof um, to talk about International Mother Language Day. Now off air I was just telling you um, the books that I'm currently reading Mm -hmm. uh, Ayanda Boroto's Unbecoming to Become as well as Nick Jibilika with The Ultimate Colonization of Africa. Mm -hmm. You also have a book um, mm-hmm. That we were just talking about now mm-hmm. when I introduced you here on the show. And for me, I need to also understand the importance of creating material that mm-hmm. will always be available for generations to come. Right. 
and the importance of sharing information that will continue to be beneficial mm. in the next generation. Mm. That's why I want us to unpack your book. Okay. And it's titled Shifting Lenses. Mm -hmm. Shifting Lenses. And you also say it's the multi-languaging mm. decolonization as well as education in the global south. Mm. Areas that I still believe we struggle with here in South Africa, but mainly as the African continent. Mm. Why was it important for you to preserve such information mm -hmm. for the next coming generation? Okay, uh, thank you so much. Uh, the book um, is about taking um, a different view from what we have been told, what we have read, what we learned about um, our languages in Africa. We're told that um, you need a one language to develop so what I refer to what I call oneness ideology that during the enlightenment period during um, enlightenment period that began in Europe the idea of oneness you need one language one nation you need therefore one classroom uh, one language and now when uh, the education system that was brought here came uh, we came to believe that also in South Africa and many African countries we need only one language in order to develop. Mm. And I say this is against our cultural competence of uh, Ubuntu. We go back to the 1200 in Mapungue and look at how civilization in Africa uh, was developed through a number of languages in, cohort, in, in concert. In other words, there's no exclusion as in Ubuntu I am because you are. So we say no one language is complete without the other. And what we see today in Soweto, in Alexander, in the streets, many people are using uh, more than one language to communicate. I speak to you in Isizulu, you respond to me in Sisutu, and then we make meaning in that way. So that's not, it's not being retarded. Mm. <laughs> it is a way of making sense in the world because we can have our bread and butter uh, through that. Uh, so that type of experience we see today in the townships is actually an ancient African tradition of having more than one. Mm. So we can live with what you call a contradiction. So there's order and chaos at the same time. If I am because you are and you are because I am. So I recognize that I'm different, but I'm also part of the whole at the same time. So these languages are overlapping, lack of a better word. They're leaking into each other. So what European colonization uh, did was to separate these languages into pockets, hermetically sealed units. And the same model was used during apartheid. If you speak one language, you must live in a separate quarter. So people were divided according to the languages. If you think about Nguni languages that you have today, Isizulu, Isikosa, Isindavele, Isiswati, are they different languages? We haven't really asked that question. True. <laughs> okay, so Soto, Sitsuana, Sipedi, are they really different languages or is something that we came to believe because we are told that we are different and this is how apartheid had divided the people of South Africa. And conquered. And also. conquered. So today, if you say we need African languages to be used in school, they say, wow, but there are so many. Which one do we choose? Which do you see that? Choose? So we are using a oneness ideology and this is why even the political will say, well, we just recognize them in the constitution, but we cannot, I mean, there isn't really a huge appetite to actually get there. I think it's issues of colonization, it's issues of 
ideology. If you unpack, you take that away, you say, forget about these divisions that were created in the past and say, when people, a Zulu person sits here with Umkosa, for example, can they have a cup of tea using what you call different languages? Yes, they can. Sipsana and Sipedi speakers sitting here, can they have a couple? So in the classroom situation, why can't we harmonize? Mm. Just like the Chinese have done, Mandarin and Cantonese are very different languages. But what they have done was to put them in writing form. Even if they don't understand each other, they write the same. So if in Sesotho, Soto languages have one writing form, that will increase readership, that will increase the economy of these languages, but divided as they are now, they're so weak. Mm-hmm. And as a nation, as we talk about preservation, I think it's about use. So we need to aggressively get into the classroom and say, it is possible to teach mathematics in Isizul in grade five, why not? In fact, it did happen during the apartheid period for different reasons. So um, why we're not moving is because somehow people feel so little about who they are. Therefore, if you don't love your language, I don't think you actually truly love yourself. Including your culture. Including your culture, which which means you're not confident. I don't see you really truly succeeding in life. It can be temporary success because you get a job somewhere outside, you can pronounce English well. But that isn't success. Success is about you giving yourself into the world. Mm-hmm. What contributions are you truly making or are you becoming, uh, people are more mimicry, we are copying uh, stuff, we cut and paste. But the essence of who you are is what would make South Africa, what would make Africa to contribute to the world economy. We also talk about the economy of knowledge, knowledge economy. And these knowledge systems are embedded in our languages. Mm. Uh, Prof, you're also a director of VITS Hub for Multilingual Education and Literacies. Yes. What is the objective of the VITS Hub? The VITS Hub, it was a realization, it was founded on the realization that there's a, a gap in the body of knowledge in the discourse around um, using more than one language for learning and teaching. We say, if you say an African language, doesn't have a material but you can trans language which means you can have an input in one language and give an output in the other the idea is to increase the chances of understanding Mm. because that's what we need people children go go to school the objective is not to learn the language the objective is to acquire the content through the language Mm. Mm. so we try to raise uh, awareness around the need for um, the African cultural competence of using multilingualism as a resource rather than a problem Mm -hmm. and we have demonstrated through work that we do in our schools uh, in schools and and uh, through the books that we write the research that we do to say that actually we have got a solution to what was thought to be a problem that lunch show every weekdays from 12 to 3 p.m only on vowfm 88.1